0: Alrighty, well, I get the privilege uh, tonight uh, of sharing about God's grace in my life and sharing about uh, the different things uh, he's done. And I just wanted to start, uh, first of all, by reading out some verses that have been significant for me and that I time and time again have to always be coming back to. They're from Romans uh, chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. Here's what it says. For while we're still weak, Many of you may know here, I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, I went to church when I was younger, and and very quickly, I guess, I came to an understanding of, of what the Christian life was about. And probably at the age of 13, I, I made some sort of a commitment uh, to God and, and felt that I understood what that meant. Uh, but this was right before entering into high school and, and felt facing, I guess, the fierce opposition of being in a public school. I don't think I had one other Christian person in my whole year level. Uh, and very quickly, I discovered that being a Christian doesn't get you many friends. And, and so after a time, I, I realised that I was living a double life, being a Christian... Uh, at church, and then going along with what everyone else did in school, and it, and this really continued along, and made I made several mistakes uh, uh, during that time, and it, it kept going like this until year twelve, uh, and something really pivotal happened in my in my life. Uh, my grandpa uh, passed away, and at first I didn't really feel m- much emotion about this. It it took me a while to even feel anything because I was so wrapped up in my own world that was going on in year 12, uh, in all the friends and all the things that I had going for me. And I remember very clearly in my mind the day of his funeral, and we went to the gravesite with our family uh, to, to see him buried. And, and I remember we all sang Amazing Grace together. And it just hit me. It hit me uh, so much that I could not stop crying. I was an absolute mess and it just, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know exactly even what was going on in me at that time. But then we had the funeral service. And I remember time and time again, people got up the front and talked about his life. And it was evident, so evident that he went from one place to the next, to the next, all the time following God's will. His life was completely given up to what God wanted, not what he wanted And I remember very clearly that day, God asking me the question, who are you living for? What are you you living for? And I had no no good answer to that question. And I remember going home after his funeral, shutting my door and saying, God, I've had enough. I don't want to follow these things anymore. I want to follow you, and I want to do it all out. And so I, I made this commitment, and And from that point on, I I knew that there was some things that needed to change in my life. And and it it took a while. I had had a number of years there where I was breaking free from a lot of the stuff that was still hanging on. Uh, Unfortunately, this happened in a very pivotal time in my life. At the end of year 12, I had all these plans of what to do. And then all of a sudden, I had no plans because I realized that that's not what God wanted me to do. And so I had this time of about two years where I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. I was working full time, but I just didn't know. I remember one New Year's Eve, two years after I finished high school, we were praying together as a family and, and seeking what God wanted for us that year. And I remember thinking, I really, I really wanted to serve God more. I wanted to have more opportunity uh, to, to, to live for him. Uh, and after praying as a family, the very next day, actually, Paul Lewis came up to me and, and he comes up and he goes, hey, do you want to go to Poland? And I remember, and I remember thinking in my head, that he couldn't have actually meant the country. He must have meant somewhere in Australia that sounded like Poland because there's no way I'm going to Poland. And so I'd already made a decision, there's no way I'm going, and I told Paul, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. Um, But then I went home, and I remember that I prayed that prayer, that I was willing to do what God wanted to me. Even though I thought it might have been a little, you know, a smaller thing than going to Poland, he had other ideas. And and in the end, I couldn't couldn't say anything, but yes, I'll go. I had to go because he made that clear to me. And so I went for a two-week uh, mission trip in Poland, basically serving the, um, the uh, kids over there, and was really incredibly impacted uh, by this time. Only two weeks, and I just could not wait to get home uh, to apply what I'd learnt. But also, I felt this inkling in my heart that, that God wanted me to go back to Poland. So I came back. Very quickly, though, as I got back into life here, into some youth group things here and other things... I thought maybe that wasn't really what God was saying. Maybe that was just my idea, and it was a cool idea, but it's not going to happen. Until one, as many people know here, one fateful youth group night where we had an all-boys night and we decided to play a game of um, no-rules rugby, as boys like to do, you know, to show our manliness. Um, And I guess I didn't do it very well because I dislocated my knee uh, in the first five minutes of the night. Uh, And basically, I went straight to hospital uh, in an ambulance and then I uh, found out, I didn't know what had happened to my knee, they said just rest for five days and we'll book you in for a scan uh, so I thought okay, I don't know what God's doing in this but I'm going to rest and, and see what happens it wasn't long before I started getting pains in my calf uh, and felt, I can't never describe the pain but it just felt like my leg was dying, um, I couldn't get feeling in it, something was wrong I went to the doctors and uh, he said, oh, just to be on the safe side, we'll get this checked out. And we went uh, to the doctors to get an ultrasound on my leg and we found out that I had uh, six blood clots in my, in my leg and then he did a scan of my chest and I found, la- found that I had multiple blood clots in my lungs. And I had no idea what this meant. Uh, they were very concerned. They told me to lay down and to rest and wait for an ambulance. Um, so I was like, okay, a bit of an overreaction, but whatever. Uh, so I got to the hospital, still having no idea really what was going on. They connected all these wires to my chest and, and uh, gave me a few injections and took my blood, still thinking this must be the world's biggest overreaction, uh, until, until my specialist walked in and, and literally his words to me was, you need to rest because you might die. And that hit me pretty hard. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And all of a sudden, I had this feeling come over me like like I never never had anything to compare it to before. I'd never been in a life-threatening situation. And I still remember to this day my parents walking out of the room at night and thinking, is that the last time I'm going to see them? But God gave me a really great peace that night, and he made me believe that this was something that was in his plan for me. I slept well that night, actually, surprisingly, uh, because I knew God was in it. And shortly after this, I was told that I couldn't get an operation on my knee until basically uh, for about 10 weeks, until my blood clots had completely dissolved. Um, So I basically had 10 weeks where all I could do was sit on the couch. And it was during this time that God gave me a deep passion for his word and for prayer, I think literally all I did was when I woke up, I, I prayed, I read God's word, I listened to sermons, I prayed, I read God's word, I listened to sermons on repeat for 10 weeks. And it was in this time that God started to reveal to me, one, a heart for his word, but also a heart for Poland. And those thoughts about Poland came back to me and I remember thinking, do I need to reconsider this? And then halfway through this time, I get a phone call from Chris Ayers. And he says to me, I just wanted to check in on you and see what's been going in your life lately and whether you might be considering Poland. And I was like, well, I've got a story to tell you. Um, and then from there, we kind of unpacked that it seems like God's calling me there, that, that not only that, he, he seems to be calling me into uh, Bible college and, and to learn more about his word because I'd never experienced a passion like that before. And so I made the decision that I was going to Poland. And it took me quite a while to actually get there. And it was actually during this time that I went through some of the hardest battles in my life leading up to Poland. Uh, I developed, uh, I guess, an, a, a very real anxiety uh, that affected me hugely in a physical way, to the point where there was times where I, I couldn't function for a whole whole week, uh, it, it Continued, and, and I just felt so weak and so unable. Um, and the closer Poland got, the closer I was to thinking that I can't do this. It's not possible. I, I even just physically don't feel well enough, mentally don't feel well enough. And yet God challenged me again to remember that he works through weakness, that he works through us being faithful to him, and so I decided to go, and, and I went to Poland, as many of you know, for a year. And it was probably the most life-changing experience for me. Um, not only did I grow in my relationship with God, but it helped reveal to me what my passion is and where God has laid, what God has laid upon my heart for the future. And I also met a girl there too, which was also an added bonus that God decided to, decided to do. But I guess what I wanted to quickly share as I, as I close, I've been back for a year and a half now, but one of my biggest battles always always is with myself. Uh, I, I am the master at condemning myself and telling myself that you're not good enough, you can't do it, you're too weak, you're sinful, God hasn't forgiven you. And time and time again, I am really pressed down with this. Even, even recently this week, I've had thoughts about, you know, man, I don't, I don't feel up to this. I don't feel like I'm even saved. I don't even feel like a Christian at times. But, and it's always a big battle with myself. Always my thoughts ticking away at all times. And, and it's a huge battle. But then I have to come back to these verses that I read at at the start, I always have to come back to the gospel because it says while you were weak, while you were a sinner, while you were an enemy, that's when God stepped in. And so if that's when God stepped in, when you were all of those things, who are you to say that he's going to step out just because you struggle with stuff now, just because you happen to still be weak, you happen to still make mistakes well, well newsflash, you do. And I need to remind myself that, that actually it's God's grace that I continually see that because it draws me back to him. He's the only one who can do it. It's never been about what I've been capable of. It's only ever about him. And so I just want to challenge anyone here who perhaps feels like they're weak and they are too, they're not able to do it, that they're too sinful, that they're, they're too far gone, that that's a good place to be because you can rely on God, that you can trust in Jesus, and he is able to do amazing things with your life, and he will continue to be faithful to you. Anyway, that's all I had to share.